Hi, everybody. This week, we're checking in with more OGs. Today, I'm talking to OG Louise. Her episode aired on July 6, 2020. Here's a clip. I had originally called in because I was so frustrated at my mom because recently um, she got furloughed from her job because of the pandemic. And we we needed to apply for unemployment insurance for her. So we did. And it, I mean, it was a whole frustrating process of, first of all, the unemployment office was not ready for the unprecedented amount of applications for unemployment. And, you know, it leaves a lot of people in the dark, especially people like my mom who don't doesn't know how to use computers, uh, doesn't know English. So they re rely on other people to help them out with these situations. So basically, I kind of was attacking this unemployment portal <laughs> as often as possible to try to get uh, her application in, to get her payments. When Louise came on the show last year, she shared her feelings about being the designated translator in her Chinese-Vietnamese family. And she said that she felt a little bit burdened by having to help her mom with a bunch of administrative tasks. So a year later, I wanted to see how things have been going. Let's get into it. My name is Louise Cho. I'm from Honolulu, Hawaii. And the last time that we talked, we kind of went over how I was serving as my mom's translator and at the same time trying to manage my own feelings about being someone that she relies on to kind of manage her administrative and um, paperwork duties that she has. So what struck you when you listened to your episode? I, I heard my, my own frustration and then my anxiety. And I, I don't know if I was sympathizing with myself. I was like, Oh, poor me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was just, I, I just realized that, you know, I'm still kind of working on that frustration, those feelings of like feeling anxious about helping my mom and things like that. Did anyone else in your family listen to the episode? Your brother, your mom? No, because um, I'm actually kind of scared to like tell them that I have been sharing our family stories. I, I feel like they are going to be like, you don't need to be telling the world about our problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I did not share with them. And I, I don't plan to just because yeah. sometimes I feel like I need to sort out my feelings about them separately and mm -hmm. sharing with them may, may not be the best route to solving my own problems. Agreed. I totally agree. No, everybody does it differently. Some people do, some people don't. But of course, the big question for our combo today is, has anything changed? Have, have you made any changes since we talked? Mm. Um, I would say that the like translation and administrative duties are more or less the same. Um, but maybe what's changed is that I'm a little bit better at compartmentalizing my feelings about it. I think it's the feelings that, that make it even more challenging. It's, it's like feeling like I 
need to resolve all of these things for my mom and feeling worried about it. Um, I think nowadays I try to just see it as a task that doesn't need emotions attached to it so that it doesn't distract me further or it doesn't set me back. I think I kind of trying to isolate those um, feelings helps. So recently I went home. I went home because my, my grandpa passed away, oh, unfortunately, sorry. from from COVID. Yeah, it's it's okay. Um, you know, he, he lived a long life. He was 96. Anyway, um, so he passed away um, and I went home and I was also sorting out a bunch of things regarding um, my mom's unemployment. So her employment unemployment benefits ended. But for my mom, who's she's 65, her papers don't say she's 65. But I mean, what other countries keep papers as tight as the United States? Right. <laughs> um, but so she she's 65. And I felt like I would just rather her retire at that point, because finding a job for her, it's it's challenging. Like the most that she can at this point in her life do is retail. And so you know, she really wanted to just be called back from being furloughed from her job. Um, but it, the call hadn't come. And so we were trying to figure out what to do because we also needed to make sure she had um, some form of like health insurance, whether it's like through Medicaid or Medicare. Um, and so we, we were going towards retirement, but then um, her company did call her back to work, which is good. But also, you know, I had kind of prepared myself to be excited for her to retire. And maybe um, I w wanted to enroll her in um, uh, like English classes and also like computer literacy classes. So I was excited to help her kind of gain more skills and go back to school. But, you know, um, if for her, I think she feels like like she should work so she can produce money so that she is less of a financial, for her, she feels like it would be, she would be less of a financial burden if she continued to work. So I don't, I don't blame her. And it does kind of solve health insurance worries. All in all, uh, sh we're going to see um, how she manages um, in, as she's returned to her position at work. So did this impact your role as someone who has been giving her translation and administrative support? Well, so whenever whenever my mom has problems at work, she usually pulls me into it and I kind of have to write incident reports for her. <laughs> Those are the moments where it's like, I feel like... Um, like whenever my mom calls, I'm always worried that it's like a fire that I need to put out for her. Um, and that's that's what I'm saying when it's like I'm trying to compartmentalize my feelings a little bit better so that I don't let that affect my being able to help her when she needs me to. Like yesterday, she she called me and was there was some tech issues that she was not understanding with her phone. Um, and. I, I was not understanding her, but I think eventually we figured it out. It's just like, you know, more of the um, navigating these moments of, okay, she needs help. Is it an emergency? Is it not? And and how do I help her without me getting freaked out and her getting further freaked out? 
So have you considered or have you talked to your brother about him getting more involved? You know, he's like handling, we talked about it before where like he handles like in-person things, like he'll help her with like shopping and like other things. But, um, and I help her with whatever can be helped from at a distance. We're, we're tackling it. And I, I don't want to put more on him just because, um, I try to be someone who carries my weight. Um, and sometimes I feel like I can carry a lot or I, I set the standard for myself to carry a lot for, for my family. So I don't feel like it's my place to ask him to do more. That's really interesting. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it out loud because I'm the oldest uh, sibling. I'm the oldest child for my mom. And I deal with the exact same balance. It's like, how much can I take on? And at what point am I comfortable with delegating? And, you know, I, I do. You're right. I, sometimes I, I know that I like I can't do something for her. I'll ask my brother. So I feel like we we work together on this. It's nice that um, we we have similar sentiments about how to support my mom, even though sometimes it's like my brother's like, oh, you're you're not here. And so he has to handle e- more immediate things for her than than I can. But I'm lucky to have a brother who who also holds it upon himself to carry as much burden as he can with me. Maybe I'll ask him to carry more emotional burden because I know he yes. ain't doing that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what about your mom? Is she doing anything to be more sort of like self-sufficient when it comes to these things? Yeah. So I, you know, I, I think she's aware that she will try to do as much as she, she can on, on her own. And if she can't, then she can um, pull in my brother and I to support her. So, but I, I think she's aware. She's aware that it can be tough for me and my brother when she needs so much support. Parents, man, parents. I know. I feel you. We had a, her fridge broke and she was like, no, I'll just deal with it. I'm like, no, your food is going to rot and you're going to eat something that's going to make you sick. And then it's going to be even more problems for me. So we're getting a new fridge. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe they feel like it'll save money in the end, but I mean... I don't know. I know. I I mean, that's never going to change because they don't want, they need you, but they don't want to inconvenience you. And you're just like, it's not possible to have both things, mom. Yeah. It is an inconvenience. I'm happy to do it, but it is an inconvenience. So let's just be okay. And let's make the inconvenience. Efficient. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Like, come on, mom. A fridge. It's a fridge. You need it. Right. mm. Yeah, I know. know. Anyways. Right. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you feel you want to share? Um, anything about um, how you've made progress with this issue? I mean, you definitely are not as peed off as you were last time. So I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe it's just the day. I don't know. You caught me on a calmer day. I don't know. But um, I, I maybe I'll just say that I maybe I'm trying, you know, for the longest time I've been trying to set better boundaries with my mom. Um, and, you know, I think maybe I've seen myself be a little bit more 
um, clear about saying no to her when I need to, like when it's not super, my mom asks us, like all our moms ask us to do a lot of things and some are necessary for survival and some are not. Um, and so I feel like I'm better at, you know, kind of analyzing the demands that my mom makes of me and deciding, okay, is this something that I can comfortably and feasibly be like, no, I'm not doing this, mom. <laughs> and I think I've gotten better at that. So I just hope I continue to improve. Thank you so much for coming on. So, so good to catch up with you. Thank you for coming back on the show. Thanks for having me, Julika. Luisa's original episode is called How to Get Help When You're the Designated Translator. You can find it in our feed and on our website, and we've linked to it in the episode notes. Thank you for listening and for sharing us. How to Talk to Mommy and Papi About Anything is an original production of LWC Studios. Virginia Lora is the show's producer. Kojin Tashiro is our mixer. Manuela Bedoya is our social media editor. I'm the creator, Juleka Lantigua. On Twitter and Instagram, we're at Talk to Mommy Papi. Please follow us and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, Spotify, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Bye, everybody. Same place next week. <laughs>